Good morning and welcome to our Sunday celebration service. I hope that you've come expecting this morning. I hope that you have come ready to hear an encouraging word from God's word this morning. I don't know about you, but with so much bad news all around us, I'm so thankful for God's word. God's word that is living, that is active to speak to us today. Now, before we go into a word of God this morning, I would like us to start with a word of prayer. Please join me. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for every person watching, every person who is either watching this service at church this morning or watching this service from home online. I want to pray, God, that your living word, your inspired word would build our faith and encourage our hearts to be your church, shining your light, lifting your truth and loving people towards you. We love you, Father. Have your way this morning. We dedicate our service to you. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Now the title of my message this morning is, You Are Exceptional. That's right, you. You watching this service, you are exceptional. If you're watching this service online, why don't you just type in the comment sections, I am exceptional. Now, for those of us that we are watching this service from church, I want us to do something slightly different. I want you to turn to your neighbor and encourage them by saying these words to them. You are exceptional. That's right. You are exceptional. Honestly, I really believe that is exactly what our Heavenly Father wants you to know this morning. He wants you to know that you are exceptional, that you are chosen, that he has handpicked you. You see, the book of Ephesians chapter 1 really describes God's love for us so well. It says that before the foundation of the world, it pleased God to adopt you and I as his own very own children. You see, he looked through the corridors of time and he literally knew us by name. God has literally handpicked us and brought us into his own family through our Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't have to adopt you and I. God literally chose to adopt us because it pleased him to call us his own. If you have your Bibles this morning, why don't you just turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. We want to read from verses 4 to 5. And this is what it says. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. This is so beautiful to know, that even before God made the world, God loved us, and he chose us. How God decided in advance to adopt us. And the Bible says it literally pleased God to call us his own. So this morning, don't let your mistakes Don't let your past failures or even other people talk you out of who you are. You know what? Sadly, life has a way of trying to bring us down, to cause us to forget our true identity. Listen, people may judge us. People may leave us out or even make us feel unqualified. I want to tell you this morning that none of that determines who you are. God has already called you and qualified you. 
You may have made some mistakes. Listen, we all make mistakes in life. But I want to tell you this morning, that doesn't change your value in God's eyes. I want to tell you this morning that He loves you. Yes, He loves you. And that love has nothing to do with your performance, but simply because you are His child. So this morning with everything in me, I really believe that God wants you to take off all those negative labels, to let go of what people have said to you in the past. God wants you to move forward in your faith. He wants you to know that you are chosen. That's right, you are chosen. So if you're taking notes this morning, point number one is this, know who you are. That's right, know who you are. Know that you are chosen. Know that you are exceptional. And most importantly, know that you're well able to do what God has called you to do. I'm kind of reminded of when Samuel anointed David to be the next king of Israel. You see, David was the youngest out of his eight brothers. David was just a young shepherd boy. Now, when Samuel arrived at the house, David was out in the field tending his father's sheep. Now, Jesse, David's father, he literally brought all seven of David's older brothers and had them literally stand in front of Samuel, thinking, surely, I mean, look at these boys. Surely one of these seven boys should be the next king of Israel. Let us just turn to 1 Samuel 16, and I will read from verse 6. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought to himself, Surely this is the Lord's anointed. Verse 7, But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. Verse 10. In the same way, all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse replied. But he's out in the field watching the sheep. And the goats. Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. Verse 12 So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome, with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, This is the one, anoint him. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil that he had brought and anointed David with oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. Can you imagine how David felt when he walked into the house? When he walked into the house and saw all his brothers were first choice. I mean, David could have easily been offended, thinking, why didn't my dad even consider me? He could have been upset at the thought of being overlooked, or even put his head down thinking to himself, well... I guess nobody really believes in me. And if nobody believes in me, why should I believe in myself? But you see, David didn't have that type of attitude. He decided, if I am chosen to be the king, I am going to believe that I'm a king. 
Okay, you see, God had already chosen David to be the king of Israel long before he was tending his father's sheep out in the field. Just because David's father didn't recognize the calling on his life, it didn't change the fact that he was already chosen. His family might have counted him out, but God had already counted him in. His family didn't think that he looked like the next king of Israel, but God knew what was inside of David. And I want to tell you this morning that God knows what's inside of you. You know why? Because he put it there. He knows what you're capable of doing. I want to tell you this morning, if you have ever felt the sting of rejection like David, remember who you are. You are called and you are chosen by God. Nothing, I mean, nothing disqualifies you from God's plan for your life. Not even a father that doesn't believe in you. Your family may not see your potential. You may not feel appreciated. People at work may not recognize your gifts and talents. Friends may leave you out, but don't get discouraged. Like David, God sees you. He knows exactly where you are. He's calling you in. No one can take your place. Nothing has the power to change God's plan for your life. Don't let other people's action cause you to question what God has placed on the inside of you. Stand up tall and know that God's hand is on your life. That he has chosen you to do great things. God being for you is more powerful than the world being against you. You see, in Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, it says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. I really believe this is a word for someone this morning. The Lord is saying to you, don't be afraid or discouraged. He is with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. You have to know who you are and whose you are. Now listen, just because you have been chosen, it doesn't mean that everything happens right away. Okay, there's always this waiting period and it can be so, so hard. I don't think there is anybody who likes waiting, especially in our generation. We want everything done today. Now listen, if that is you, and you feel like you are in that waiting period. You feel like David and you are in the shepherd's field today. Don't give up. You might be facing some challenges or even obstacles. Don't give up. You know, when David was anointed as a king, it took him 13 years before he took his position on the throne. He was the anointed as a king, but he found himself back on the shepherd's field. Back doing the normal day-to-day work. Like nothing had literally changed. David found himself facing many challenges and struggles. He found himself running for his life, hiding in caves. David, who was anointed to be the next king of Israel, found himself running for his life. King Saul, when he saw how God was with David, how David had found favor with God. Let me actually read it from 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 12. Saul was then afraid of David. For the Lord was with David and had turned away from Saul. You see, knowing that David had found favor with God, Saul got jealous and he wanted to take David's life. Then in 1 Samuel chapter 19 verses 1 to 2 it says, Saul 
told his son Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David. But Jonathan had taken a great liking to David and warned him, My father Saul is looking for a chance to kill you. Be on your guard tomorrow. Go into the hiding and stay there. So David, who was anointed to be the next king of Israel, literally found himself running for his life, found himself hiding in caves. Now, by the way, the Bible records that there were a couple of times that David could have easily killed Saul. He could have easily killed Saul, even justified himself with doing that. But you know what? David walked in integrity. When he had the chance to get even with Saul, he remembered that he knew that he carried an anointing on him. He was honoring God by protecting what God had put inside of him. What about you? Are you living a life of integrity? Are you protecting what God has placed in your life? Are you honoring God by the way you live? You see, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I love the Passion Translation too. Let me just read it for you from Passion Translation. Whether you eat or drink, live your life in a way that glorifies and honors God. So let me ask you again. Are you living your life in a way that glorifies and honors God? Do you know what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20? It says, For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. That's right. You are God's expensive purchase. He gave His one and only Son for you. God paid with tears of blood to purchase you and I. So this morning, I want to ask you again. Do you use your body to bring glory and honor to God? Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Don't defile your body. You see, the Bible also says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. So, are you honoring God with your wealth? Are you honoring God with everything He has given you? So you see, even though David could have easily killed Saul, David chose to walk in integrity. When he had the chance to get even with Saul, he remembered and he knew that he carried an anointing. He was honoring God by protecting what God had placed on his life. So this morning, I want to tell you something. I want to remind you that God has placed something very, very special in your life. So honor God. Honor God by living a life of integrity. Don't follow the behaviors of the people around you. Remember that you are God's expensive purchase. That you are chosen. So David could have easily given up. He could have questioned all the challenges and that he was facing. He could have easily doubted the call of God on his life. But you know what though? He didn't. He continued to remind himself that he was chosen. And you know what? He didn't allow any difficulty or challenges to change his mind. What about you? Do you believe you are chosen? Are you, are you allowing people to talk you out of what God has called you to do? It is so important that you protect what is on your life. You carry a great anointing. Don't try to get even with others. Don't fight battles that are not yours. Hold your head up. Yeah, hold your head up 
and put your shoulders back and walk with confidence. You are not like others. You know what? You are not like others that don't know God. And this is what the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For He called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Write this down and remind yourself daily. I am chosen. I am a royal priesthood. I am God's special possession. That's right. Remind yourself daily. I am chosen. I am a royal priesthood and I am God's special possession. You know what that means? That means we are a royalty. So every morning when you look at yourself in the mirror, what I want you to do is adjust your crown and wear it like you know who you are. Lift your head up high. Put your shoulders back and walk with confidence. Don't let your circumstances or even your surroundings question God's calling on your life. Honor God. Honor God by the way you live your life. Don't follow the behaviors of your people around you. Remember that you are God's expensive purchase. You are chosen. You are royal priesthood. You are God's special possession. You are chosen. And listen, you are valuable to God. Don't allow anyone to disqualify you. You have been handpicked by God. Receive this truth in your heart this morning. You are chosen by God. He has anointed you. And He has placed a calling on your life that is irreversible. You are exceptional because He made you that way. And God is declaring this word over you right now. And it's from Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you future and hope. And this takes me to my next point. If you're taking notes, second point is this. You have what you need. I don't know about you, I love traveling. But what I don't like is the packing part. Every time I pack my suitcase, you know, when you're about to close it, and then you think to yourself, I hope I haven't left anything out. You leave the house with your suitcase and you think, I think I'm missing something, but I don't know what. I really believe this also applies in our life. A lot of people can live a life as though they are missing something, or somehow they are lacking something in their life. We wonder if you are talented enough or even qualified enough to get a job done or even to receive a promotion. We question if you are smart enough to study more or even in the ministry we can easily feel disqualified, feel like you are missing something. Can I tell you something this morning? God has given you everything you need for the calling that He has placed in your life. You have everything that you need in order to succeed in life. God does not want us to doubt our words or even our abilities. Listen, don't go through life from a position of lack when God has made you more than enough. He has made you more than enough. You have everything that you need. He has given you the right gifts. He has given you the right talents. He has given you the right personality. You know what? I'm reminded of Jeremiah who God had chosen to be the next prophet. Now, Jeremiah literally felt unqualified. 
He didn't know if he had the ability to speak to the people. So he questioned God, how can I speak? I'm only a child. Do you know what God's response was? Let me just read it from Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 7. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and I will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. You see, Jeremiah didn't think that he had what he needed to respond to God's call. He felt empty. He felt lacking. And it's amazing how God did not leave him in that place of doubt or disbelief. You see, God had already equipped Jeremiah. His bags were literally packed and nothing was literally missing. And I know it's easy to be like Jeremiah and doubt yourself. I've doubted myself so many times. What do I do? I have to remind myself that God has already packed my bags. I have everything that I need in order to succeed in my calling. And now it's up to me to push past my fears and insecurities. I want to tell you this morning that you also have the right gifts and talents. That your bags have been packed for whatever special assignment that God has for you. Also, don't walk around with your bags closed. You must unpack your bags. You must push past your fears. You must push past your mistakes or even sometimes excuses. You have to push those things aside, okay, so that you can develop what God has placed inside of you. You may feel pressure today. Maybe you are facing some challenges with your children. Maybe it's your family member. Maybe it's your job. Remind yourself. That you have everything that you need. Unpack the bag and use what God has placed inside of you. You see, some, some of the talents and gifts are easy to recognize. And they are just natural to us. But there are some talents and giftings that are uh, inside of us that are in the form of a seed. A seed that needs to be developed. It needs to be cultivated. You see, when we look at an apple seed... It's really small and insignificant. But when it's planted, when it's developed and cultivated, it becomes this beautiful tree and it produces many, many apples. Don't ever overlook the gifts and the talents inside of you. Don't ever discount what God has given you. Have a new perspective. Know who you are. Remember that you have everything that you need. And finally, my last point this morning is remember your true identity. I want to tell you this morning that how you see yourself will determine whether or not you reach your full potential. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 that God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You see, just as we have read, God has created us in his own image. He has crowned us with favor. But sadly, often we allow our limitation, our weaknesses, things that has happened to us in the past, how we were treated, how we were raised up, or even the mistakes that we have made to distort this beautiful image that God has created us in his own image. You need to start seeing yourself as exceptional. You are full of potential. You are chosen by the Most High God. Stop seeing yourself as ordinary. Don't think you have reached your limits. You see, if David would have seen himself as not qualified and left out, if Jeremiah wouldn't have trusted that God would be with him, 
And we will be talking about them today. How do you see yourself? Have you taken on a false image of yourself based on something that happened to you rather than the promises of God? Listen, we all face disappointments. We all make mistakes. But I want to tell you this morning, that's not who we are. Never forget this. We were born into a royalty. We were created to reign in this life. God has crowned us with favor. You are chosen. You are exceptional. You are handpicked by God. You have not made to live defeated, depressed, addicted, or even unfulfilled. Unpack your bags, stir up your faith, and remember that you are a royalty. Now, do your part and put your crown right back on your head. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you that you have chosen us. You have picked us out. Father, I want to pray right now for a special awareness of your love. Not because we are better than other people, not because we are good or strong or clever, but because your love is free, it's relentless and merciful. You have chosen us and you have set us apart. And we want to thank you for that. Father, I want to pray right now for every single person right now who is struggling. Father, would you just send your spirit right now and bring comfort. Bring reassurance of your love for them. Help them to realize that they are chosen. Chosen to be your sons and your daughters. Seal this word, Father, in their hearts right now. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. As we are praying today, I want to give you an opportunity. If you're watching this service and you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can do that today. You see, God loves you and He offers a wonderful plan for your life. You see, when God created everything, the Bible says that it was perfect. But then sin came through Adam and Eve. And as a result, this separation came between God and humanity. You see, that was never God's intention. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And God wants to give you eternal life. You see, Jesus died in our place and He rose from the dead. And listen, He is the only way to God. And the Bible says, Salvation is a choice. You can accept Him or reject Him. The choice is yours. But those who accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, He will give them the right to become the children of God. And when you accept Him, you will experience a new birth. And this morning, I want to give you a personal invitation. If that is you, if that is you and you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can do that right now by faith through prayer. Just pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on that cross for my sins. I open the door of my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me a new life. Fill me with your spirit. Take control over my life. It's yours. Change me, transform me. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. If you have prayed this prayer for the first time, or you are rededicating your life back to God, 
If you're watching this service from online, then please contact us by clicking the link that is in the comments section. This will take you to our website. Please fill in your details so that we can contact you and help you with your next step. If you're watching this service from church and you prayed this prayer for the first time, just raise your hand and one of the leaders will come and help you with your next step. I want to leave you with one more last scripture. I really believe this scripture is for someone this morning. It's from Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 8 and it says this, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Thank you again for joining our service this morning. God bless you. Hope to see you again next week. But in the meantime, I pray that you have a blessed week. God bless you.